wow. I just had like a brain fart. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. I, like, I didn't know what to say. Oh Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Back Talk. I'm Julia. And I'm Kayla. We're here with episode number 104. I said, okay, when I get to 110, I'm four or five? It says 104. The link is 104. Yeah, well, oh, it is 104. It is 104. I'm bugging out. I forgot that we um we skipped last when, week. That's what it was. When I get to 110, I'm going to stop. I promise. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop saying the names and we're just going to roll with it. Um, We've got to jump back into, well, jump right into what's good. We skipped last week. We gave you all a break. We gave ourselves a break, but we are back. Um, You say you don't have anything, right? I have nothing. I have nothing okay. for what's good. So I actually have a few things. Uh, the first, uh, my friend and, you know, one of my fellow, like I used to be a part of a, a poetry group in Tallahassee when we were in college called Voices. And one of my brothers from that group, who's also one of my good friends, his name is Christian. He just came out with a short, like a, a short film on YouTube. So he's actually a, a director and a producer and he comes out with short films all the time. But, um, you know, this one he sent to us and he wanted us to, you know, review and, you know, talk about it. So I looked at it. I, I watched it and I didn't think that it was going to put me in my feelings, but it did. So basically it's the story of this young man who's about to go to prison and he basically has this young daughter and he needs somebody to take her in. So he's, really reaching out to his sister but his sister is like on drugs and she you know later in the film she's like well I have to go to rehab I have to get right if you want me to be there Mm -hmm. for y'all but basically the crime he did it was like a robbery gone wrong where his baby's mother and girlfriend got killed so now he's stuck by himself with the little girl and then now he's trying to find somebody to take her in so basically the film just chronicles his three like the last three days he has as a free man and it's really good I'm really proud of him um the name of his production company is called Nino Season Productions because in college we would always call him El Nino because he was Spanish. <laughs> like it's it's a thing, <laughs> but yeah, and I'm really proud of him for it. It's really good. Um, I'm gonna link it when the episode comes out so you all can watch it. It's been out for about a week now and it's doing really well on YouTube. And again, I can't be prouder of him for you know doing this. I really enjoyed it and I can't wait to see you know what else he puts out. So I just wanted to make sure I mentioned that. Um. Also, as far as music goes, I've been listening to Deontay Hitchcock, of course. His new album, Better, came out about a week ago. When did it come out? Let me look at the exact day. Because it was it was during our off week when it came out. Okay, it doesn't have an exact date, but it says... Oh, May 13th. Came out on May 13th. Right. So I have been listening to it nonstop. There's no skips. You know, this is a a, a really anticipated album. Like, it's been years since he came out with a body of work. Um, and it was kind of like a running joke on Instagram and Twitter and all his social media that, you know, he's just never going to drop the album, but he finally did. And it's, it's perfect. It's 10 songs. So it's a relatively short album, which, you know, that's what I like. I don't need you to take up all my time all day. Like, just give me a few songs, your best work, put it on the album, throw it at me and, you know, I'll like it. Um, he has a lot of features on this one. Um, you know, a lot of good features. Of course, I talked about, the song like one of the singles he put out called um well it's called how tf but it's how the fuck but and it's featuring six lack um he has another song on there uh featuring jid who's from dreamville um one of my favorites off of the album is called flashbacks and it's with miguel and saint beauty 
it's a really beautiful song. He's he's really lyrical and he tells stories in his raps and it's it's good. And then he also has like a twerk song here called Give Me Your Money, which is like different. Mm-hmm. And he said it's like experimental. It sounds like a City Girl song. It's actually pretty good. But shout out to Deontay, Deontay Hitchcock. I really enjoy him. Tomorrow, Wednesday, um, he's going to do like a virtual live concert, you know, performing all the songs off of the album. And mm-hmm. I'm excited for is that. Is that the one that's on? Um, It's on YouTube Live? Uh, is that one that I saw? I don't know. It's, it's tomorrow. So I don't know. I don't know how. What? How does YouTube Live work? That's what I was wondering if you knew, because I was like, maybe it's him that I saw. I think it was, mm-hmm. and I was like, um, no, who knows? I mean, but yeah, I thought that was interesting that they're doing like the YouTube Live concerts, and I was like, I wonder how that's gonna work out. What he did do was like a play by play, like he did like a like an artist commentary on his album. He did that on title. You know, I don't have title. So, like, I've been uh-huh. looking, like, I'm debating, like, should I just pay for title for a month so I can watch this? But, <laughs> I'm yeah. sure it'll end up somewhere else soon. Yeah, hopefully he puts it out somewhere else. But shout out to Deontay Hitchcock. Um, again, he's, you know, kind of going on my favorites list. I really, really do like him. Um, also, did I talk yeah, about? Yeah, I think it is on YouTube Live. Let me look. Yep. Yeah, I'm on his page now. It's on YouTube Live. I've seen people go live on YouTube, but I haven't seen a performance we shall see. Let me know. see. I thought it was supposed to it's, be. It's hard. I'm about to send it to you now. Well, I'm on his story. Oh, yeah. Uh-oh. Yep. It does say it says YouTube live. You're right. Okay. I see it. Mm-hmm. I thought I saw that. I was like, was that him that I saw? Yeah. yeah. I'm just like, I'm just curious to see how these artists and everybody else and every all the creatives like navigate during this. I can't adapt. perform live. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm excited to see that. That's actually what I'm going to get into. So, of course, um. Y'all know I like NPR's Tiny Desk series. And of course, now during the COVID, they can't get together. So what they've been doing that I think is really cool is they have been doing these at-home concerts. So one of the ones I most recently watched um, was uh, by two artists that I like named Buddy and Kent Jams. Now, Kent Jams is a part of Overdose, which is a rap rap group I used to listen to. But he he's like he kind of branched out and has been doing his solo thing for a while. Like he was on the Dreamville tape. He's been on songs with Nipsey Hussle. Him and Nipsey Hussle are actually really good. We're actually really good friends. Um, he's, does, he's done a lot of things as well as Buddy. Now, Buddy was always his own man, but he used to be under, I believe, Star Trek. And he went solo. Like he, he broke away from them and started doing his own thing. And it's nice to see his progression as well. But Buddy and Kent, they just came out with a tape together because they're friends. I feel like everybody on the West Coast, they're connected in one way or another, which I like. Mm-hmm. Um they're friends, um, and they came out with the like a mixtape called Jank Tape Volume One. I really like it. Um, one of the singles off of it is called She Think. Um, it's like She Thinks She Love Me. That song. I don't know if you've heard it or not, or if anybody else has heard it or not, but that's one of the most popular ones. And they just did it in PR Tiny Desk at home. And I thought it was really cool to see them perform some of the songs off of the tape that I like. And they were literally cool. sitting on their couch. Yeah, and one of their friends was there playing the guitar, like helping the background music with them, um, with a mask on. And they had like a projector playing and Bebe's Kids was playing in the back, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, Another one of the artists, another artist that I have gotten into recently, like she's been out for a while, but it's Alex Isley. It's actually um, Ernie Isley, you know, the the bassist in the Isley Brothers. It's his daughter. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's Um, cool. Yeah. So she sings and she, I love her a lot. Like you would like her. Um, And she did a um, NPR Tiny Desk at Home. And her songs, well, one of her like most well-known songs is called About Him. And then another one, Into Orbit. 
but she performed four songs in total and I really, mm-hmm. really enjoyed it. It was it was really good. I'm I, I like the NPR, like Tiny Desk at home. Like I like Tiny Desk anyway, just because I like the intimate setting. Like I like the intimate concert thing, but they're doing it now where they go into the artists' homes. And I think that that's pretty cool. And that is cool. Yeah, I would like to see, you know, even like some people in Tampa, like who do that. I was going to like, you know, put that out there, like put that out there, like on social media, like, hey, like some of you artists like that do things that I may listen to, like y'all should like do like an at home series, like start performing at home. I think that'll be cool. Mm. Um, that would be kind of cool. Yeah. I kind of had this idea for us to do kind of in that same ballpark, but I don't know if we do want to talk about it now. We'll talk about it later. What? Like something like on live, like um, I'll tell you later. I'll tell you after. Okay. I'm right now, so I don't forget. <laughs> okay. Um, who else? It was somebody else. Oh, Yeba. Um, she came out with a single called Distance, and you know I don't know much about it. I just know that I like it. Now Yeba, I don't really know much about her. Um, I know the only thing I know about Yeba is the fact that she was on a PJ Morton song. Um, like a live mm. recording like of um, this song by PJ Morton called How Deep Is Your Love. Shout out to PJ Morton. I really like him. But Yeba was on the live recording of that. I was like, oh, she can really sing. And then I forgot how, I think Spotify recommended her single to me. It came out on May 8th. Um, but it, I guess Spotify recommended it during like, because Spotify will give me like a, re- a playlist called Release Radar um, every couple days about new song. And it has new songs, um, you know, that came out that, based off the things that I already listened to, I guess, basically. Mm-hmm. And so it's a really beautiful song. I've been listening to this nonstop too. It's been putting me in my feelings, but I really, really <laughs> enjoy it. I love this song. <laughs> it's so good. And Yeba's voice is very like soulful. Now she has come out with other things that I haven't yet gotten into. Um, she, apparently she's been making music since 2017, but mm. you know, I do like this. And you know, when she puts out like a full body of work, I'm of course I'm going to check it out because you know, I'm I'm a little interested. I do like her. Um, Good. I believe that's it. Um, this next one's gonna be way off the wall, but I listened to Gunna's album and I like it. Like, <laughs> it's actually okay. <laughs> Why is okay. it called Wanna? Why is it called I have Wanna? No idea. I haven't listened to his album yet. It's it's different, but I like it. Like it's cute. Like the the song I like the most is called Met Gala. That's everybody's favorite, but it's good. Okay. So listen yeah, to it and let listen. me know what you think about it. I've, I've been finding it really hard to listen to new things like at home. I don't know. Like it's just really? not. Yeah. I can't get into it. There's so many people I've listened to Kehlani's album and I love her a lot. Like there's so many things that have come out. Tiana Taylor's put out music. Y'all know I, I'm a fucking stan. Haven't oh, listened yeah. to it. And it's like, I just can't get into it. It's like, it's not in my new music comfort zone. Mm. I don't know. I got to figure it out. Yeah, you got to. I need. I need. Yeah. You, I need your. I'm like missing out. Right. I'm like. I haven't heard a news. I, I listen. I haven't heard anything new at all. I've actually been listening to a lot of Cape Verdean music. I don't know what it is. Maybe being what? at home, girl. I don't know what it is. Like I'm just listening to like a lot of stuff that I would listen to as a kid, and it's just oh. like that's what that's like what I've been comfortable listening to. I don't know. Maybe it's the quarantine. Maybe once I'm actually driving again or have somewhere to go or somewhere to be, get ready for, I'll be more in the mood. We'll see. I was going to ask, like, is your, because since retail stores are kind of opening back up, like, is your job open back up? Girl, I don't know. And I don't want to know. <laughs> I, listen. You've gotten comfortable at home? I don't, I'm not, I don't, I don't, listen, not even I've gotten comfortable at home. I think I've g- gained my sanity back and I'm just not ready. Yeah. You know? 
I'm just not ready. You never know how much like working really takes out of you. Like it takes a lot out of you and you don't notice yeah. it until you actually slow down. And I know you you worked a lot, like early hours. Girl. Like it was kind of strenuous. <laughs> yeah, it's extremely strenuous. And I was like, I feel like so peaceful. Like yeah. and it's kind of like you don't wanna you don't wanna compromise that, which I get. We all have responsibilities, we all have things we have to do, but it's like it makes you zoom out and think like, out. is this important? Like what's important? Yeah. Like is this something I it's really want to do? I don't even gotta zoom out. I don't even I don't even need to zoom. <laughs> I already know, like y'all, y'all be all right. Like I'm just yeah. I just feel like I'm not compromising myself. Like if I don't first of all ain't shit change outside for real for real like they really trying to convince us that things have calmed down i'm not buying it um yeah we can talk about that at some other point about the whole that would be my primary yeah yeah (laughs) but yeah but yeah i think that's all i have for what's good i know i said a mouthful so i think i'm good okay okay we could go right into clownery then um do you want to start with um yeah i have one little thing but okay, this might, um, cause I know you told me that you wanted to talk about this too. So I don't know if this might bring us off on a tangent. Okay. What, what, okay. what was it? So my, my, um, clownery for this week is, um, I don't know if a lot of people like follow astrology, but I think it's actually pretty, it's one of those things now that it's becoming more like common to see people talking about like planets in retrograde, new moons, full moons and stuff like that. So right now, Venus, the planet that rules like relationships, friendships, things like that. Um, Venus is in retrograde, which means that basically when it's direct, everything is moving forward, it's progressing. When it's retrograde, it's kind of like an illusion that it's moving backwards. And so when it's moving backwards, it kind of means like old relationships old cycles are repeating themselves old people are popping back up and I don't know about anybody else but for me and like my friends this has been the case and really? yes and it's, it's it's clownery it really is it's like I'm done go direct Mercury and actually I mean Venus and actually it's not going to go back direct until like the end of June so if anybody else like has been experiencing this, like what is going on? Where are these people popping up from? Is it the quarantine? I think it's the quarantine combined with Venus being in retrograde. It's just like old things popping up out of everywhere. Yeah. And I just want to say like, old, I'm like old, people? old people. Yeah. Like, and even if it's not an old person, it might be like an old situation. You know what I mean? Like, oh, let's say, let's I did get affected. Oh, shit. Yeah, it might just be something like a friendship that like um you don't wow. like that every time this friend comes into your life that they do something like they um I don't know like so it's just something it could be trivial or whatever and then you might meet somebody else and you have that same person do that same kind of thing that kind of reminds you of it and it's like it's kind of like encouraging you to like be like okay put my foot down I'm closing mm-hmm. these old cycles I'm not gonna continue with these habits but I'm just sick of it like I'm done I got the lesson don't need it I'm good I'm closing doors. Yeah, I'm past it. Damn, that kind of okay. So now that I think about it, it's like, all right, like I get it. Like, okay, so a situation we talked like about off air, like I kind of wash my hands with it, and it's like the person keeps popping up, like calling me, like, hey, I'm like, hello, mm-hmm. like, but that I gotta update you. I have to tell you, like, we haven't spoken since. Bef- like Three after Mother's Day, yeah. So I have to, t- yeah. I actually have to tell you, like I have to update you on that. <laughs> but, okay. Yeah. But yeah, that might oh, be wow. even bigger. Like not even just that situation, but it might be like an even bigger cycle. Like, do what? Do what happens in my friendships a lot? Like when they end, like how do, do they come back? Do I always just like kind of let bygones be bygones? And like mm-hmm. it's basically encouraging you to like really analyze your own patterns. And mm-hmm. but in this time, it's more focused on like your relationships, your friendships, and stuff like that. Mm. 
Child. Old people, like an old person that I dealt with like a while ago, like he has been in my dreams a lot. Like, and I'm like, okay, so what is really? Yeah, I think it's because like one of his friends passed away and I reached out to him and I was like, you know, you know, I'm really sorry like that happened. Da, 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 da. And like, that was the first time we had talked in like almost a year. He's like, oh, thanks. And it was like casual. Like, it was just like a, you know, like a casual thing. And then like, you know, he popped up in my dream and I'm like, but, and then like him and like somebody else, like that I used to be friends with popped up in my dream too. At the same time, I'm like, what is this about? But I didn't think nothing about it. Cause I'm like, maybe it's cause I spoke mm. to him and, you know, wished him well, but. Oh wow, that's crazy. It is. It is. I, I was like, I'm just gonna talk about it because I feel like a lot of people might be going through it and don't even know like what is in the air, something's in the water, yeah. what's going on. But like I said, for me and for like the people around me, like we could all like call out two or three. Like y'all, mm-hmm. guess who just guess like just random, the most random. But yeah, that's stay wild. strong, ladies and, and gentlemen. Yes, just, you know, strong. don't be foolish. yeah. <laughs> Don't be fooled by what's by the illusions of what's yeah. going on. That's crazy. Um, but yeah. But yeah, I know um, you wanted to talk about. Um, I, I was saying, about, I know. Um, I want to talk about why outside's opening back up, and you niggas have really risked it all for Memorial Day. Now, let me tell you something. I like I did have the urge to go out to dinner or like lunch or go sit by the water on Memorial Day, but I stayed in the house. You know why? Because that's the smart thing to do. You like in Florida, like I go outside and it's like nothing happened. Like I'll drive Girl. to the store or whatever. Traffic's heavy. I'm like, what is going on? Stores are starting to reopen. I am seeing people lined up outside of Ross. Like I know I hope that <laughs> Ross opens back up, but I'm not waiting in line. Like I think I, I saw somebody said Ross has nothing for me to ever want to line up I for. Never, like, I don't want to line up. Like what? I don't want to go in to Marshalls and Ross and wherever and buy, you know, some jeans or like, you know, have the, the leisure of doing that. But I'm not lining up. Like nothing in there is right. in my demand. I want to go in Ross and look at the kitchen utensils and see if I could find some right. nifty gadget that I didn't know I needed. Casually, I'm on, it's my day off. I don't have no way to be. I don't have nothing to do. I just want to like waste time and have time by myself. But I'm not going to, what is inside of Ross that you need to line up for? Like, I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> What is wrong with, like, what is wrong with people? Like, usually, like, every time, like, I'll kind of warm up and have faith in humanity, people show me <laughs> that they are so dumb, stupid. Like, y'all are not smart. Like, at all. Why have are you, you seen, lining um, up outside of Ross? Have you seen, like, the um the pool parties, the beach parties, like, I have day seen parties. that as well. Now, Between F- Florida as a whole, Houston and Atlanta... I'm embarrassed. Oh, my God. Houston and Atlanta, I don't know what they got going on. But what I have seen, which I think is, you know, pretty smart. I'm not going to lie. Is, you know, people, they're doing, like, I know we're supposed to be social distancing. But at this point, it's like people are getting together with a few friends. And people, like, will rent out, like, an Airbnb and, like, have like, yeah. a little party with, like, just their close three or four friends or whatever. Still very risky. Still not the smartest thing to do. But, I mean, I would rather you do that. That you go to like a club, like there's a club here in Tampa, like that's having like day party. Like we went there to eat. Like you'll know who I'm talking mm-hmm. about. But they're like mm-hmm. having like day parties. Like it's like it's social distancing, and I'm seeing like how? Instagram, and I'm like, how are how do you social distance in a club? Like people are sitting by each other, people are smoking hookah, people are drinking. Like I don't understand. Like right, 
What's going on? I, like, I don't understand. I think people just me, got tired of it. Like it, it was just like mm, we'll be all right. Yeah, and it gives me pause because it's like okay, there haven't been any like new cases. Like nobody said anything. So who's lying? Somebody's lying. Everybody. Everybody's lying. You saw the girl. I don't know if you saw this on the news. The girl from Florida who's been all over like local news and now she's on CNN. And mm-hmm. basically, she was like in charge of like reporting cases or whatever. And after mm-hmm. like maybe a week or a half, a week and a half, two weeks ago, they told her, "Oh, you don't need to report this part of the numbers. You know, now we're just tracking this." And she was like, "Well, this is important information. Like, how do you have a clear, like, a full scope of what's going on if you're not tracking everything?" And they were like, "Well, we're not doing that no more." And then next thing you know, she gets let go. And so she's been talking to the news like, no, they're trying to fudge the numbers because why would you just stop tracking certain things? Like basically they weren't like tracing as they were supposed to be tracing. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? What I can do is stay my ass home because right. I don't care what nobody says. Like until I feel comfortable, I need to see like what this first wave of people outside. I need to wait another week and a half or so and see what happens. Yeah. I'm not comfortable with it either. Like the only thing that I really want to do where I'm like, okay, can we is like travel. I'm not in a rush to go to nobody's club as much as I miss brunch. I'm not in a rush. When they say I can get on a plane again, then I'll feel all right. Mm -hmm. But airports are like one of the the ickiest places because so many people are coming and going, kids sneezing and coughing. Like it's just like, it's just so much. It's already one of the like, my mom is like one of those people, every time she flies, she gets sick. Like it's mm-hmm. already you're prone to get sick. Yes, I feel like, like I don't I don't get sick, but like whenever I'm on a plane, especially like when I used to fly back and forth to LA and like you know just flying long flights, I would feel like that airport air. Like I would feel like mm-hmm. airplane like kind of sick. So when I would land, I would be like, I got to take a shower. I got to wash immediately. Absolutely, I feel like kind of I just feel nasty. Like I feel kind of icky. Like you know, I'd be all right as soon as I got there. But like on the plane, I'm like, Ugh, I feel gross. Like I feel sick. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a mind thing, but like maybe i mean i honestly it might not be my thing it might be your body being like hey you need to go do something like you know yeah i pay attention um but yeah my mom's definitely like one of those people every time she's on the plane like she get like a cough a scratchy throat something in her sinuses like she's just prone to like something happening so i'm already weary of like airports and flying so now trust me i i swear to god i was looking at i think i don't even dominican republic i think i was looking at somewhere and i was just like please vacation i just need a vacation at i need to get out i I just need to relax somewhere where there's an open view of some water i just need to get away like mm-hmm. but safely being the key word right so i don't know we'll see i know one thing they're like oh cruises are like go like the price for cruise i'm not getting on a cruise i'm not doing that <laughs> i get on the boat i do something about those cruises like feels nasty like let me tell you something my mom has wanted to go on a family cruise for 10 years and guess who's the only person holding us back (laughs) no i'm not going i don't i don't want to go it looks nasty like at least with a plane like you're on there for a short time right right you're on a plane you're on a plane for a short time you get off you carry on with a boat it's like that's the vacation you're on the boat that's the destination boat i'm not staying on no damn boat like no I've had fun on cruises before, but now it's like when I think about it, I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't think. Yeah, like you don't feel like it. First of all, between my claustrophobia, between my motion sickness, it's it's just not not a good combination for me. (laughs) It's not a combination for me. But yeah. But um, I'm I'm curious to see what they do with schools. Like my son, he um this weekend. Shout out to my baby. He's graduating from uh, pre-K. And he goes to kindergarten next year. And so it's his first time in like big school, public school and stuff like that. 
So I'm all excited, but I'm also like, what are they going to do? Like I saw they put out some proposal where they're going to keep the kids in the classroom all day and they can't go to the lunchroom. They can't. It's like, damn, like my child is really not going to experience like a normal school experience. Like, damn, like y'all can't go to PE. Like y'all can't go to recess PE in here. Damn. That's crazy. So I'm I'm worried for my child. Like, you know, I'm already worried about sending him off to school again because he's been out of school since the COVID thing. I'm already worried about sending him off to school and then just with this whole new rules for the I don't know, because kids are gross. Now, what does give me comfort <laughs> is that, you know, I'm not hearing a lot of like COVID related cases with small children. You know, I am hearing more with adults and like the elderly and things like that. But not to say that kids are immune. You know what I'm saying? Like. They definitely and, had like some strand of cough and some like I forgot it what it something. was, but it was like in yeah. specifically. And I was like, see, that's too much. Not My mom kids. was telling me that she was like, something, it's not COVID related, but it's some little thing where kids are catching it and like getting sick and dying. And I'm like, look, man, this is too much. Yeah. It I'm is. Scared, it's a lot. I'm hopeful, you know, that things will be all right. His birthday's in July. Like I've already planned. We're gonna just have something at the house. Like, that's it. We're not. I was gonna keep we were gonna do Legoland this year, but it's not happening. I'm not going nowhere. So right, right. I'm about to say it might be open the way Orlando's acting. Yeah, I was gonna um, say is Disneyland <laughs> open? I, they're not open yet. Disney Springs, which is like a shopping center, they're mm-hmm. open. Mostly retail. These people are just trying to make their money, to be honest. Like they, I don't mm-hmm. think that it's like because of any like, oh, you know, we're in the clear. I think it's just like we can't afford to lose any more money. Like hotels are mm-hmm. still closed and the um the parks are still closed, but at this rate, they'll be open in two weeks. Because they moved from like phase one to phase two in like 10 days. And I was like, now how the hell did you? It's about greed. Yeah. I feel like it's just about greed. And that's sad. I agree. It really is. But at this point, all you could, like I was saying earlier, all you could do is like do what you feel like is best for you. Like, I don't care what it is. I'm going to sit my ass in this house until I feel comfortable. Thank Mm -hmm. God. Like, you know, we haven't lacked anything where everybody's stable enough that like we're fine. You know, we can go a little while longer and still be perfectly fine. But it's like I'm not about to just risk my health and the health of my parents for a few dollars. Like that's just not happening. I was going to say that as well. Like, you know, yes, things. And we've said it before that times are uncertain. And on top of COVID, like I've had a few like major life changes and things like that. But I'm thankful that I haven't lacked anything. Like there are still food in my home. Like there's still like like, me and my family, like we still are able to eat. We still have a roof over our head. Like I'm still able to shop online. Like I'm still able to do things for my son and buy things for him. And, you know, do things that I need and also do things that I want. Like I'm right I'm thankful for that. Cause a lot of people still can't say the same unemployment is a joke. Um, yes. you just, you just honestly never know. Like, and I really, it breaks my heart every time I see like on the news and all these people in like lines to get food for their family. And it's like, are, people have children they're trying to feed. People are trying to feed themselves. They can't even be concerned with themselves at this point. Right. And people trying to open up malls. Like what? Right. Like bath Come and body on. candles are more important. Like, <laughs> Girl. What are you doing? <sighs> anyway. Also, I will say that I have seen a um recently especially like this week I have been online and seeing a lot of people like really being affected by the quarantine and I wish I had like more resources and stuff like that but I've seen I think it's definitely getting to people mentally you know Mm. just like being out of your norm you know their finances might be affected not being around people or just the uncertainty it's just like a lot for you know so I definitely want to put thoughts and prayers to everyone who's like you know 
not doing well mentally during this time because it is a lot it is like just to think about everything it's like damn we are really living through a pandemic like we are at home like (laughs) you know people and it's it's like kind of trivial to be like oh i can't celebrate my birthday i can't get a haircut i can't yeah but like that takes a toll like you can't keep yourself up like you can't you know you just don't feel comfortable like you the, the the things that gave you joy you can't do them anymore and mm-hmm. and the reason behind it is even more sad. So yes, <laughs> it, it it will take that is the nail on it. Yeah, <laughs> like, that you can't do this stuff. But the stuff, the reason why you can't do this stuff is even more sad. Yeah, and wow. it, it will t- it will definitely take a toll. Like so, like Kayla said, like our hearts are with you. Like you know, we're all in this together, and you know, hopefully yeah, it'll be over soon for the best. Like we don't want to put any premature like you know, this shit is about to be over out there and, like, it turns out worse on the back end. But I can only yep. hope that, you know, things are about to get better for, you know, as a whole for everybody. So, yeah. Amen. Now, did you have any clownery? Not really, no. <laughs> okay, because we have a list Georgia of cat. topics to get to this week. <laughs> yeah. On a lighter note. Now, I will say, some of these topics that I had to talk about, I haven't fully researched in the way that like I would have usually. I haven't listened to these. I haven't watched full interviews. I have sound bites. But you know what? Most of us only go off of sound bites. So that's what we're going to do today. Yeah. We're going to fill in the rest and we're going to speculate. And that's just what it's going to be. Right. Where do you want to start? Do you want to start with Doja Cat? Let's start with Joe Biden because it's small and I don't okay. know what <laughs> Okay, so Joe Biden was on the Breakfast Club recently. It was weird because it was only him and Charlemagne talking. And um apparently Charlemagne asked him a question that I've actually heard a couple of people, you know, ranting about and kind of like throwing out there that Democrats kind of take the black vote for granted and that since we are like such a major factor in you know, voting for Democratic parties and they know that they need our vote to win, how come they don't have like a specific agenda catering to the needs of the black community? Um I guess that's where the question was that he was asking came from. And I don't know the full answer of what Joe Biden said, but basically he was saying like all this stuff that he's done, he's actually, um, you know, gotten better votes and numbers than Obama did at this this time while he was getting elected or whatever. And then he was like, and basically he was like, so if you don't vote for me, are you even black? <laughs> Girl, the internet went into an uproar. <laughs> He said this for real? Yes. He said, Are Let me you tell you something. Black? I'm so far removed from anything political and just, I'm sorry, excuse my ignorance, but that's what I do to protect really my own mental health. But, girl, I really want to play that. that. Play it. Say that. I got to find it because he, everybody was like, What? Why would he say that? Like, I, I don't think what he said was <laughs> that. I, I just think I don't take it it's seriously. Oh, I think I found it. You got more questions. You got more questions. But I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, and you ain't black, they don't have nothing to do. <laughs> <laughs> he said it like <laughs> he said it like he was black. Girl. Joe, Joe, Joe Biden may be more black than me, my nigga. Like, are you kidding me? What? Why is he on the breakfast club? Like, what is going on? What is happening? I will say a lot of political, like presidential candidates at that, Cory Booker, Kamala Harris, Hillary Clinton, a lot of candidates have come to the breakfast club. Like, you know, they've interviewed (laughs) Bernie Sanders multiple times. Like, so I didn't find it like out of the ordinary that Joe Biden would go. But when he, (laughs) listen, 
I'm gonna tell y'all something. If you have a hard time deciding between me and Trump, you're not even black. So, like, I don't even want to hear he it. Said, then you ain't black. Joe. Like, he really threw down the big joker. Like, now what, <laughs> nigga? <laughs> I saw somebody on Twitter that said, Joe said, in quote, you ain't black for real. <laughs> Oh my god! No, I saw the one that I saw was like somebody took like a clip from when Soldier Boy was on the Breakfast Club, Listen. and they were like, "Oh, Joe Biden really said." And in the clip, Soldier Boy was like, "Man, y'all niggas stop playing with me." Man. <laughs> and I don't know what it is. Oh my really, god! That's what I was really about to say. I don't know why I'm not offended. I find it more funny than anything. I don't know why. Like I just. It's just funny. Like, I can't take it serious. Like, I cannot even be mad. Like, I honestly, I can't. Oh, my God. He literally said, you ain't black. Like, I just, I, I was watching people, like, get upset about it on the internet. But I just, I was so far removed. Like, I was like, I don't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> I don't know what he said, but I didn't know he said that. But, oh, Girl, my God. Yeah, he lit. He did. I think he just, he spoke out of turn. Like, it, it being serious is definitely inappropriate. Joe, he, you relax. Like, trying to do a little jokey joke and it <laughs> he did he tried to cut me off like young hip and relatable joe, joe. come on now you know <laughs> joe come on that would have fl- like do you think it would have flew if like obama had said it no in 2020 absolutely not <laughs> oh my god they would have they would have brought up the fact that he's half white and that his dad is kenyan like that, they would hell no. They'd have been like, you see, like I just I could hear it now. Like they would have they would have found a way to nitpick it, even if Obama said it in twenty twenty running for president, not as former president beloved Barack Obama, but like as a presidential candidate. Y'all, like child. I don't know why that is hilarious to me. Oh my god, well, I was crying. Now I have another you one. I don't know it. if you're gonna find this one funny. Have you seen the um Donald Trump Snapchat story? No, with the um. With the with the song about Joe Biden. What is the song? It's a Ti remake. No, who gave? Girl, I have first of all, I have Donald Trump blocked on everything, but of who course not on Snapchat. Snapchat. Out Girl, that's doing. what I want to know. But I saw this running across the um the internet. I gotta find which group chat is this shit in. Joe Biden really said that. He <laughs> did with his whole mouth and his face. I'm, I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it now. He like leaned forward. Yeah, it pointed. Like, let me tell you something. You ain't black. Ain't black. (laughs) You ain't black. Excuse me? What? Joe. I'm blown, bro. (laughs) Joe, please. So, this is on Donald Trump's Snapchat story. I'm sorry. It's supposed to be. Wait a second. He won't need nobody. But for some reason, it's saying Joe Biden. And I, listen, I I don't know what it is. And we'll talk about. Send it to me. We'll talk about sense of humor, quote unquote, a little bit later. But I don't know why this shit is funny to me right now. I'm sending it now. Because why? I'm surprised you haven't seen this because it's been all over my Twitter, Instagram, everywhere. This is on the shade room. Okay. Okay, this is kind of clever. <laughs> Let me tell you. This is gonna haunt me. It's stuck in my head at night. 
this is gonna be stuck in my head. Oh my god, oh my what is going? I'm on? so ashamed. This I'm is- ashamed of myself. <laughs> I really am. I'm embarrassed at the shit that I find funny now. What is going? This is exactly on? what he wanted. First of all, let me just tell y'all something. I don't give a damn how funny that shit is. I will never in my life vote for Donald Trump. Right. Okay. I don't care who's running against him. I will vote in you know whoever's voting against him. I will vote opposite of him on purpose. I don't care who's running because no. But that shit is funny. Let me tell you something. Okay. <laughs> this is going to haunt me for the rest of the night. Second of all, who I don't know Donald which Trump one of the interns. Girl, I don't know which one of the interns had the Snapchat password, but they did that. They was like, fuck it. I'm posting it. I don't care. <laughs> it's funny. Are you serious? Is this is hilarious. really going on. Like, we are fucked. Like, in the middle of a pandemic. This is what they're doing. This is what Joe Biden said. You ain't black for real. And he's talking about, I want Joe Biden. Need Joe, you don't need Joe Biden. Like, <laughs> Who did this? This is absurd. Is that supposed to be this funny? This is absurd. I am crying. <laughs> because why? Who did that? Oh my Girl, god. A, somebody who's using their powers for evil. That's who did that. <laughs> and then it's like, I know they were dead ass serious. And it's like, we're laughing. Girl, like, this no, is- I know they were either on the floor crying when they hit post, <laughs> or they had they had no idea what they had just done. It's a T.I. song. Like, are you serious yeah. right now? Like, and what is happening? They didn't even change the words. It just fits. Like <laughs> <laughs> Who did that? Oh my god! I really need to unpack this. Like when I get we get off air, like I really need to sit with this. Like this Watch is really happening over and over. The fucking president of the United States put this on this campaign. I know other countries are like, "Are you kidding me? This is how y'all campaign." They are laughing at us for president. Oh my god. Listen, they are okay. they are acting more of a fool than the black the black president did. Like they got mad because oh. Obama didn't do nothing but put out a playlist every year. This is what I've been listening to. You know, here's a little <laughs> you know here's a little Kendrick Lamar. Here's a little Anita Baker. This is what we listen to in our household. You know, and he wore a tan Girl. suit. These niggas when are making a tan suit. Listen, I don't I don't know what to say anymore. I I'm, I don't know. I don't have the words. Thank you for bringing this into my life. I do <laughs> that. You're welcome. Oh that that has brought me a lot of joy. Okay, so um, that's that's it for the political shit. Um, yes. I don't know who I'm. Well, I'm I'm not voting for Donald Trump. It's probably if, if I have to vote for Joe Biden. Sure. Okay. Right. Literally. But um, I have one more. Well, I mean, it's not really political, but it's kind of like like a social political topic. Okay. Miss Doja Cat. Okay. You know allegedly what? is she's recanceled because actually a lot of people didn't know that she was canceled before yeah something about doja cat didn't never sat right with me i remember watching like videos on youtube with ken like because he likes her and i'm like something about her it's just it don't sit you. right in my spirit and he was he would be like calling me a hater he's like no she just does stuff in an unconventional way i'm like no <laughs> it's not about unconventional it's something about her it's Ever since pl- that moo shit. Yeah, everybody <laughs> laughed when she was moo cow. And I was like, mm, I'm not really buying it. 
And then it came out all that stuff that she said about black women and dark skinned black women and all the jokey jokes she was making. And I was like, eh, I'm not really feeling it. And people were like, it was a long time ago. You guys always dig up tweets. And yeah. it was like, okay, you know, I get it. But I've never been one to like listen to her music or whatever. We talked about her last week with having a number one song with Nicki Minaj, but that was like, you know, in the greater scheme of black women. Mm-hmm. I don't like you I don't know, like that song she has with Nicki Minaj. I don't like Say So. I do like a few of her songs. Like off of her album mm-hmm. Streets is good and um there's another one called Rules. And um th- those are the two that I like. That's it. If you offered me five million dollars to name you a Doja Cat song besides Say So, which just came out, which is number one, I would have been like, listen, just go ahead and skip me because I couldn't yeah. tell you a Doja Cat song, but right. uh, besides the cow. Um but, but it was um, yeah, so apparently didn't sit right and I never sat right and then um so basically like I said like she had already people had seen some comments that she's made in the past but I don't know why I guess because they were more directed towards black women that nobody gave a fuck and it wasn't important enough like I guess it was just you know brushed under the rug but this um this week she was I guess I don't even like I said I didn't really go dig deep into see what was said and what happened and whatever but um she was apparently on this like website which is known racist and alt-right people are you know they congregate and they get on group FaceTime and they get on house party on this app. I don't know what the fuck it is but they all you know come and make you know jokes quote-unquote jokes you know that only they would find funny and uh, somebody some sneaky salmon was screen recording Miss Doja Cat <laughs> in there <laughs> and she had no idea i guess and she was i don't know what the fuck she said i couldn't tell you the details for real but basically she has a song also that came out and basically was like um something about like black men making basically pointing fun at black men when they're the victims of police brutality and it was i forgot what it was called but it was something that it was very white man-ish like Some why would you that we think don't even need to know yeah so basically niggas are really pissed off now. Like how dare, how dare she say that about us? And it's like, but where was this energy, you know, a year, two years ago? Right. With black women. Like, did, did y'all think she changed her mind or? Cause she most definitely didn't. Yeah. I was like, I was like, you know what? I mean, I don't like to like hold people to, you know, their, their mistakes or hold people to like that one moment that they're not proud of. You know, I don't think that's fair. People are redeemable, but I just don't remember her ever apologizing. I don't remember her ever saying like, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed by the things I've said. I definitely don't think like that. And the, 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 they were jokes, but in poor taste. And I apologize to all those I offended. I don't remember that statement coming out back then. So I just kind of, I of course moved on from it because girl, like, you know, doesn't affect me, but right. I, I just always, it was always a side eye after that. Like, okay, cool, you know, side eye. But apparently she's apologized today for her comments that she made. They're calling it um Only Clans, the website that she was on. That's not the real yeah. name. It was just like a clever little joke somebody came up with that she was logged into Only Clans. Now it's on the Shade Room. I'm going to play it. I have not heard this apology. We're all going to listen to it together, I guess. I heard something, but girl, she's just fucking weird, but okay. From me and the people I work with, um, like any business, like any conglomerate, there would be many people trying to protect what's going on. And that's exactly what we were trying to do. Um, so I'm just gonna, one, debunk everything. I have bullet piece. So I'm going to start with self-hate. 
Um, that that wait. Can I, I pause seen, this? Yeah, I'm dead at her having bullet start? points. It's a it's a video. I, it's not even me. It's my friends helping me see through Twitter with a filter. I'm not on Twitter. That shit hurts my feelings. Seeing people come for me, seeing people come for my character. Where's the apology? Just like any of you guys. What about our feelings? Feel good to me. So I avoid social media. My friends looked on social media and they told me what was going on. I know exactly what you guys are talking about as far as self-hate goes. I, I had a video of me um, talking about my hair. Um, I have a lot of trouble taking care of my hair. So when I am not either my hair is straightened or... What does this have to do with what you said, sis? A lot of my friends would agree who have hair like mine. That they have a song. And it was to kind of take back and, and fucking just say fuck you to those people. The song, however, I agree. The worst, maybe the worst song in the entire world not good lyrically lost the worst song the lyrics in the song don't make sense um i see some of the interpretations of the lyrics a lot of them are wrong uh Georgia, i, can, I, know um, I <laughs> am gonna start with the chat room that i go to is a public chat room it's uh, me, my friends, you go in there. Now you have to pay $30 to get into the chat room, which is a new thing. Um, but I, I wonder why. used to go in there for free. And All I, right, I'm taking this off because I don't hear an apology. I, she hasn't said sorry word, like word, yet. Word. Where's the apology? I'm about, okay, wait, this is about, so these clips in particular me. are about... Um, where she discusses her dating preferences and saying the N-word. I'm in no way into race play. It's not, I don't know anybody who does it. These people who made this video about me, Abbott and Preach, who made this video, uh, it, I think it was Preach that knows people who uh, are into race play. Uh, I don't know what race Doja play Cat, is. You were like, she was literally on the <laughs> chat room though, like saying the N word, like with the hard ER, like role playing with a bunch of white people. I saw the video, like I saw it. So why are you lying? Girl. Uh, let me tell y'all something. I feel Doja like this Cat, whole thing. For you. Right. I feel like this whole thing is like performative. Like even if like she's like this song, it's the worst song of the world, but girl, you made it. Like you doing well, all she's this not even talking about like she said the, the song doesn't even make sense it's the worst song we're not sitting here we're not the grammy committee we don't give a fuck about the song we care right. about the things that you're saying like and then it's like girl like this whole thing and that that's just like her blackness in in me the whole black act like the whole thing she was doing like on her album hot pink like the whole her whole claim to fame I feel like it was like it was very performative and it was her mocking black women like I don't think she's like that for real like Mm -hmm. I think she's that girl in the chat room. I think that's who she is. You know what I'm saying? And like, yep. I, I, I'm just not buying it. Like you doing this whole performative ass apology. You could have kept that because I don't give a fuck. Like, nah, I feel like that whole thing is, I, is, I feel like it's just performative and I'm not sold. Like, I don't, I'm not buying nothing she's selling. I'm so sorry. 
at all. Never was, never will. Um, that's all I have she on that. Sorry. I, I have more. Yeah, I thought I'd have more, but she didn't even apologize. Like, where where was the apologize? Where was the apology in all of this? That's I, I didn't. Saw. I heard a lot of explanation. I heard, I heard y'all got me wrong. That's not what it was. Yeah, I kind of agree with that, but girl, I saw like um some of it on Twitter, but I was like, I'm not gonna watch it because I don't give a fuck. But girl, please, yeah, yeah. That's why I thought I'd have more on that, but I really don't. Girl, bye. Um, yeah, like, we are we able to cancel more. her now? Like, I want people to stop like listening to her. I, I wasn't listening to her anyways, but I did see, I did see that um, this week on Billboard, the number one song is Megan The Stallion and um, and Beyonce with Good. Uh, yeah, I, my my brain is like not working right now. I don't know what's the song Savage Remix. Savage, yeah, but yeah, that's the number one song right now. I saw. Oh, I also saw just now that. Yeah, Beyonce sent Megan um, flowers for her first number one, which I thought was really sweet. If Beyonce ever sent me a fucking anything, a, a pencil, anything, if she sent me a, a fucking napkin <laughs> from the restaurant she just ate at, girl, never mind. A flowers with a personalized handwritten note, right? Addressing me as queen. It's what she deserves. Megan is Megan deserves it. Let me tell you something. Listen, look. What do they always say? Like, um. Things ain't always as they appear. Like, I'm sure it probably looked cute like Doja had the number one song. Look look what difference a week makes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I know Nicki Minaj is seething. Like, damn, I can't have Nicki shit. cannot catch a fucking break. Oh, my God. All. I feel bad at this point. Like, that girl. Nicki is ready to throw 2019 and 2020 as far away as she can. Like, I know she is sick. She needs to go on a spiritual retreat at this point. Like, oh, just yeah. be done. She definitely needs yeah, to yeah. pray love it up. Like, for real. She needs to just go and come back as Alicia Keys, not wearing makeup, no wigs. Like, she yeah. needs to just completely be done with it. Because she it is not a lot of healing work. Like, yes, I agree. I want that for her. I do. Because that girl, she has had it rough. Like, speaking of folks who need healing... Future. Oh, God. <laughs> he needs to be healing from the vasectomy right now. Girl. That that's the only he- kind of healing I need. So I don't I don't even know where to start. I think like, he's been just cutting up the whole month of May, honestly, from Mother's Day, doing the shout outs to all his baby moms, except for the most recent, um, which I don't know what the fuck he got against her. Like, did she? I don't understand. Like, he's this was consensual sex, it. right? Right. Like, it was consensual, right? Correct? Like, do, do you not have the ability to take you know any form of accountability in the situation like yeah i just don't understand basically i think that's what it is but um apparently the other thing that i saw and that was kind of i don't know what it was but it was it was a hot topic on the timeline a few days ago was little future's birthday mm-hmm. which is the son that sierra and future share mm-hmm. and the son's also name is future so i hope this doesn't get confusing mm-hmm. um but basically <laughs> little, little- and big future we can call them that right so basically big future writes a instagram post or a tweet wishing little future a happy birthday and it was very like short simple and to the point he was like happy birthday little future you are my life love you forever something like that and of course russell wilson comes (laughs) a man of many words Mm -hmm. heartfelt picture swipe many pictures of them having the time of their life swimming at the pool like and he was it was just like analogies and metaphors and beautifully written paragraph expressing his love for little future and everybody was just like see it was just a lot like i, I just feel like it's a lot of projection that goes on oh God, anytime yeah girl 
I really said like to myself, like as I was looking at that, I was like, if I never see another future Sierra Russell comparison story anything ever again it'll be too soon like i don't need to see it anymore every mother's day every little future's birthday father's day christmas every time little future got to go from granny's house to her like it's just too much like y'all don't know the situation for real for real y'all don't know those people we don't know what russell's really like in real life i'm sure he's a great guy but it's just like we j- they just project so much like and like, you know, Russell's just the knight in shining armor. Future's the devil. He don't take care of his kids. He got a bunch of kids. Let me tell you something. I can't judge anybody. Future still has not caught up to my grandfather. He has a long way to go <laughs> as far as having kids. <laughs> so I'm going to mind my business when it comes to I'm that. dead. <laughs> he has a nothing on my grandfather. I'll tell you that because oh he passed God. away. He was in his 80s and he had a 13 year old. OK, let me tell you something. What future has nothing on the Cape Verdean community? I'll tell you that much. Oh my god! Like you're right. It was a lot of like projection. You know, I saw like I actually had like and you know on one night when I couldn't sleep, I actually entertained the fools over on Facebook. And so, (laughs) oh, you were you were really really out there on Facebook. Yes, this person I follow on Facebook, he basically was just like, oh, this is wrong and. You know, he he shouldn't be safe. I guess the whole hang up was the fact that Russell ended his Instagram message with the words, daddy loves you. And so people were very upset about that because they're like, he's just being petty now because that's not right. And how could he overstep his boundaries like that? That is just. You don't know what the boundaries are. Deplorable. Da, 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 da. And so basically the person on Facebook was like, it's wrong. I don't care. And people were like, how is this wrong? And people were like, you know, he he like literally couldn't defend it. Like he was he was very obviously projecting, which is what I got down to at the bottom of it. But basically mm-hmm. people were like, this is not wrong. I grew up with the stepdad, you know, all my life. And we called each other daddy and daughter and it was just fine. And da, 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 da. Exactly. And then he like counteracted with what about if you and your dad had the same had had a good relationship. Somebody else commented, well, me and my stepdad, we've known each other all our lives. Me and my dad, we've known each other all our lives. And it's really one big happy family. And we all cool. And we call each other daddy. And it's I got two daddies and they got one daughter. And, right. daughter, and he's like, it's still wrong. And I'm not going to say how because to you, I just think it's right. I think it's wrong. And I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with it. And people are literally like, dude, like so we, understand, we understand if you're dealing with it and thoughts and prayers are with you, but literally like, it's not wrong. Like, and we're telling you how, like you're making up. I feel like as the conversation went on between him and other people, he was making up stories, like making up, <laughs> things head, like, well, what about this? And then somebody came on there and was like, Hey, actually that's my situation. It's really not a big deal because this is why. And he was like, well, what about this? And he didn't want to hear that shit. He, he didn't want to hear, hear how it works out good. He and didn't so, care. Basically, my good deed to society was letting him know, hey. So he basically revealed, he was like, well, you know, like he spoke to me about it. And, you know, I didn't come from a place of attacking. I just was like, hey, can you break this down for me? Like, why do you feel like it's wrong? And he told me why. And I'm like, okay, so let's not talk about, you know, anecdotal scenarios. Let's talk about yours. So you have a child, like it's your son your baby's mom moved on. She has somebody now and your son calls him dad too. Is that right? And he's like, yeah, but what if I said, no, 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 no. Let's just bring it back. Is that correct? Yes or no? Yes. I'm like, okay. 
you and your baby mom, y'all have a good relationship, right? Like there's no bad blood. He was like, yeah, you know, we're doing good. You know, everything's fine. And I'm not bitter because she moved on. I'm like, I didn't say that you were bitter. I didn't ask that, right. I just asked, like, is there a good relationship there? He's like, yes. I'm like, okay, cool. I said, do you think that you go above and beyond for your child? You know, you know, do you think that you're a good dad? He's like, yes. And, you know, everybody else in the timeline is trying to say that I'm not. I said, I didn't say that you aren't. I just asked a question. And so I congratulate you. If you are a good father, you go above and beyond for your child. That is a lot more than I can say for a lot of men that I know and that I don't know that just that that just have kids and don't take care of them. So we moved on. Yeah. I said, "Okay, so what I want you to do and I I'm going to leave you with this because you know, you're you are absolutely projecting and that's okay. It's fair, you know, but you need to do some inner work and you need to think about it. Like you really need to think about why what somebody else is doing, why what what another man is doing, the way another man, you know, has an impact on your child's life. Why that bothers you so much?" You need to think like everybody's common goal in this situation is your child, whether that's you, your baby mom, and then her new man. Everybody is coming together. Their common goal in this situation alone is your son. And the fact mm-hmm. that your son has three people in his life like that, that pour into him, that love him, that go above and beyond for him. That's not a negative thing. And it should, it never will be. I really think that you, sir, and I'm talking to anybody else out there that's still triggered by the whole future Russell Wilson thing. And if it applies to your life, you need to take your ego out of it because if it's about your child, especially little black boys, they need as much love as possible. Think about today, think about 2020 and think about the way society views like vilifies black children, little black boys. Like they need that. They need that coming Amen. from home. Like they, they, it, the more love your child has, the better. Like think about, you know, single moms out there. Like they're trying to be the mother, the father. They're trying to pour everything they have into this one child and then still try to take care of themselves on the back end. If mm-hmm. a child has three parents, this goes for, you know, it's like even little future. Like he has big future. He has Russell. He has Sierra. He has all these people in his life that love him. How is that a negative thing? Y'all big grown asses are letting your ego get in the way of shit that a child needs, which is love. Like, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? Girl, and then try to manipulate the situation into everybody else being at fault and everybody else being wrong and everybody else is pointing to blame at you or calling. Nobody's doing anything to you, okay? Right. Take responsibility for what you're saying and what you feel. Take responsibility for how you feel. What is wrong with y'all? own up to it. Like, I'm so blow. I'm still blow. Like it's 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 just a matter of ego. Like what the fuck? These That's kids, kids are smart, but kids are also like, all right, who is taking me to the Dairy Queen? to get me a blizzard right. like that's what i want i don't why, give a fuck why and why can't i have it for breakfast right. i don't <laughs> give a fuck if mommy does it if if papa russell does it if daddy future somebody bring me my ice cream for breakfast that's it kids don't give a fuck like like honestly kids are like they're they're very smart but like they don't care like who who house got the fruit snacks that's what i want to know right okay who was gonna that's let me really, do Paw Patrol at three AM? If so, that's what I'm rocking. That's who I'm rocking. Right. That's all I like. Who lets about. me stay up the latest and not eat the vegetables? That's where I want to be. <laughs> okay. Oh God. And I'm just, I just want you guys, please, to take take my words, take this with you, men. It should not matter what another grown man is doing. 
into your child's life if you are doing the work. Now, if you're not doing the work, if you are not sowing seeds into your child's life, if you are not, if you are an absentee parent, then that is a whole nother animal. That's a whole nother monster. That's a whole nother demon deep inside yourself that I, I pray that you overcome. But as long as everybody, all of the adults involved in this child's life are doing their part and doing what they need to do, who gives a fuck about a title? Who cares about what who's being right. called? You need to be strong enough in your manhood. You need to know your truth, that you're still a good dad at the end of the day. And it don't matter what what nobody else says. doesn't matter what the other person's being called. Because you know that at the end of the day, nobody can take the fatherhood t- title away from you. Period. Right. If you know what role you work. play in right. your child's life. That's all that matters. A lot of y'all are not doing the work. A lot of y'all are in arrears on child support. And, and that is why you're bothered. Because you think that just because you you know fertilized an egg that you like it trumps everything and it just simply does not so mm. that is all i have to say i i that that's it i feel like that that's a great way to just sum it up Ugh. um what else do we have to talk about it's actually a lot oh actually we're down to our last two things but they're kind of big things now i don't know if you want to talk about versus first or insecure Let's talk about verses first. Okay. Okay. So I don't. There have been two that back the last week. Yeah. Right. Did you Nelly watch Beanie Man? Ludacris. Oh wait, we we did. I did. We watched. We did. Yeah, we've had three versus Ludacris. Did we? No, that was last week. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. So let's dial it back. So first was <laughs> Nelly and Ludacris. Um, what a show. <laughs> mm. Nelly looks amazing. I Nelly is just floored. I didn't follow him on Instagram before, but after that night, I was like, let me give Nelly my follow. Nelly. I have thirsted over Nelly for so long. I felt like a, it was a Teddy Riley moment where I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have, it's actually really funny. Like I've thirsted over Nelly for so, so long. Like he's always been on my top, like eye candy snack list. Mm. And I have an ex who like um, randomly ran into him one time and we were not even speaking at this point, but he still sent me a picture. Like, look who I ran into, like taking a picture with him. He was like, why was I looking at him funny? Like, mm, there go that nigga. I was like, because the energy that I feel for him still. Oh my God. Handsome. Nelly handsome. Handsome. Like I didn't, I didn't know. Like I Yes. I don't know where that I've is. been at, but Nelly has been off Girl. my radar, but things have changed. Mm. I Fine. enjoyed that. I, if nothing else, I enjoyed the view. Now, that is really the only thing that Nelly did right. <laughs> that night. He showed up and he looked good because let me tell you that That's what he had for us. Nelly was a blasted. He was drunk. Like, he had to have been drunk. A mixture of drunk and high, but Nelly was a blasted and ludicrous. Ludacris was the baby face of the night. Okay. Ludacris I, together. There's all I've I've gathered that every single battle, there's one person who is just, you know, together, ready. We can hear you. Everything's clear. And the other person, I don't know, whoever gets like the bad luck of the draw, you are going to have difficulties all night. The only person, the only battle where it went through seamless, where that did not happen was a Jill Scott er- and Erica Badu and John yep. Austin and Neo. True. Everybody True. else. Um Sean Garrett was the tip off and then Sean Garrett turned into Teddy Riley and then mm. so on and so forth. But let me tell you something. After that, 
it's just been it's just been every single bad where like you can almost expect to have like some type of technical difficulty. Let me tell you, the spirit was surrounding um, Joe Scott and Erica Badu. Like there was nothing that was going to penetrate that energy right there. But like everybody else, I don't know what to tell you. Sage, light a candle. I don't know. But the, the, the I don't know. It's, it, every single verses is always one person who just like we can't hear you. We can't see you. So Nelly. I mean, he he looked good and he had a good time, and he I guess that's all good. that counts. And he had a blast, you know. <laughs> he looked like he had fun. He was turned up to his own shit. Like that's what that was. Um, he was. Now, Ludacris, like the catalog was there. Like, do you have? Let me let me look it up. Now. I have the playlist here. You do? Okay. So yeah. Um, welcome to he. Okay, so Ludacris, Ludacris started off. Welcome to Atlanta. Um, th- then he played. He went two songs because they saying Signs of the Lamb came after that. And then Nelly played Nah Nah Nah. I don't know what Nelly's song selection was about. Um, Ludacris played Pussy Poppin'. He played EI, Ooh. which I don't know why you would play EI after. Like, this was the time for you to play. Um, what's the song? Do you like Tip Everybody Drill? Everybody knows what song I'm talking about. I like Tip Drill. I'm, I'm Tip Drill over Pussy Poppin'. Pussy Poppin' is my song. Like, I don't care. I'm, I'm, like, Pussy Poppin' got me. I'm like, mm, Tip Drill. Pussy Poppin' is yeah, the then, one for me. <laughs> and then he played and I honestly if he would have came out with the tip drill video now in 2020 where like strip clubs are like more normalized where like people are like you know sex workers that you know they're having their fun and doing what they want to do to provide for themselves like they tried to ne- cancel Nelly over tip drill right I was like that would not happen in 2020 then Ludacris plays my chick bad one thing I can say that I think we said this when the, the battle was announced is Ludacris has hits throughout generations throughout time periods like early 2000s mid 2000s 2010s like Ludacris is consistent in having a song a verse a something somewhere or a fast and furious in the theaters like he is consistent Nelly like he's taking his time off here and there so he's not as like recent as Ludacris and I think that's where he really like fell short yeah and I, 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 again, like, I feel like Nelly was just having fun, and that was that. Um, yeah. Now, do you think overall, like, you? Th- I think Ludacris won. Like, because Ludacris just has a better catalog to me. Like, when it comes to features, like, Ludacris didn't even dig into his features bag that deep. He really didn't. He really did not. There were so many Missy Elliott. He ended up at the end, he did the um, Minuteman feature, but there was so many. Like, that was like, he didn't even do, like, so many songs. But um, I, I definitely say Ludacris won this battle. Not to take anything away from Nelly, because there's so many, like, classic. Like, that first Country Grammar album took me back. Like, we played E.I., right like, all of them song. songs. That song like, gives me a good feeling girl. every time it comes on. It's like there was so many like moments that Nelly gave us like in the early 2002 to like 2005, six girl. But yeah, I'm still having a party. Like it's decided it's happening. It has to happen. It has to happen. There's just so many great songs. But Ludacris had those ones. It's like now as an adult, it's like, oh, Splash Waterfalls hits a little different. That was another one that was good to hear after like not hearing it for a long time. What's your fantasy? It's a little different. What's your fantasy? Oh my God. We were singing it word for word. And I was like, why was I singing this in elementary school? Why were we singing it? Area codes? Like, why, what was I talking about? <laughs> so what was I talking about? Like, what are you talking about? I'm walking around my house and I got holes in different area codes. If you don't sit down, <laughs> could you sing, child. Could you sing that stuff in front of your parents? Like, would y'all get in trouble? 
no, I was using the edited version. Like I got O's, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I don't think they were like hip enough to know. Like, okay, they're just thinking like, oh, they just. <laughs> The, the edited version, either they weren't hip enough to know, like, oh, what, what's this guy really saying in the song? Because they didn't listen to, like, you know, American music. Mm-hmm. Or they were just like, yeah, you better sing the kids' bop version. My parents. I think they, that's what it was. They knew. Like, they would think shit is, like, funny. Like, my parents, they didn't really listen to rap. Like, my mom did, like, um, she liked, like, she liked Outkast and stuff like that. She likes, uh, she would like, um, she liked the song by Nelly, like, um, uh, Hot in Here, like, let me tell you, my mom and my aunties ran that fucking song into the ground. Hot in here. <laughs> Hot in here. Uh, anthem. Let me tell you, so every time they got together, and as soon as they turn on the damn music, you can expect to hear fucking Hot in here. Okay? When we were younger, like, oh my God. Ugh. Dilemma is the one that the Cape Verdean community ran into the ground. Because the melody is kind of like... It's kind of tropical. I can see it. Yeah. The, what? The dilemma? Girl. I can see it. Didn't um, um Nelly play like he was on the Where the Party At remix? He did. That reminds did me that. when I was younger, um, I used to be a cheerleader for like the little it's called the Pop Warner League mm-hmm. out here. Mm-hmm. And we would have like um during like off season from football, we would have cheerleading competitions. And I remember we won a competition off Where the Party At. So that song is near and dear to my heart. <laughs> See? We ranked first place. For where the party at. Yes. Look. But uh, what's your fantasy and pussy popping and all that? We had no business singing that damn shit at all. I'm looking at this playlist. There was um, yeah, Splash Waterfalls. What's your fan? It was Ludacris, really. That would have got us in trouble back then. Yeah, Ludacris was was inappropriate. Yeah. Um, now the next battle after that, um, was, um, was actually we had two battles this week. It was Bounty Killer versus Beanie Man. Which I tuned into because, listen, my dad, if you know my dad, he loves reggae. He loves not so much dance hall, but he's a very big, like, reggae fan. He loves, like, if he could grow dreads, he would. But he was like, but I, I really wanted to hear some of these songs that I haven't heard since, like, I was a kid. Like, riding with my dad, he always played some type of reggae in the car. And these are, like, especially their discography. Like, a lot of this was, like, really 90s reggae, 90s dance hall. But it was fun to hear. Like, I can't say that I don't know every single song that was played, but it was a good time. And I will say that the Wi-Fi was crystal clear. I didn't, the I didn't sound. Watch, I didn't get to catch it until the end. So I missed Girl, it. It was really funny too. It, Rihanna was in the live. Oh my God. It was so fun. It was a good time to watch. From um, what I can see, it didn't look like a battle. It just looked like niggas, they was in there having fun. Yeah, and a lot of times, like in Jamaica, it's like a uh, like a common thing. They call it a clash for like two artists to go like back to back and like battle, basically. So, um, like this was just like right up their alley, anyway. Like they had done this before, anyway. So it was just like a fun thing for everybody to see happen again. They were in the same room, like they did it basically. They stayed true to themselves, like how they would usually do it. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun. It was a really fun battle. Now, mm-hmm. um. Last night was 112 versus Jagged Edge. We were back to the fucking ghetto. Oh, yes. <sighs> because I was very You couldn't hear. I could not hear anything. Anything at all. Like you could hear um 112, but I feel like they played their sound from two different places. Like the one they were talking from and the one where we were hearing them was stream we were listening to the music from was two different streams. Somehow some way don't ask me what kind of technology they had going on but jagged edge i don't know if they had their phone too close to the ipad the speakers were too loud but like you know how iphones will like muffle the sound if it's too loud in your background 
at this point, it was just I don't know what's going on because from what I hear Swiss Beats they're sending everybody out kits like music kits why mm-hmm. aren't y'all using the equipment they're sending oh I don't know if they're sending equipment or instructions but somebody is not listening to something like it's just I don't know because even like um when I was watching Nelly on live before he went live with Ludacris he was on live before like just on his own live playing music crystal clear perfect audio mm-hmm. and then he gets on the live with Ludacris and nothing like you can't hear you can't see the weather everything's just fucked up I don't know what it is I have no idea but they need to figure it out before the next battle don't announce another fucking battle don't pick no more figure out how the sound and the quality is going to translate because Jagged Edge played so many like to me Jagged Edge won the battle to me, I don't like to pick a winner a lot of the times. I just like to sit back and enjoy the songs. But, like, I feel like Jagged Edge won over 112. And it was really? it would have been better if we could hear. I feel like 112 took it. Like, I, I just, maybe it's because I love Jagged Edge. Don't get me wrong. Like, love, love, love Jagged Edge. But I just feel like 112 has a better catalog. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Now, th- this, I will say this was a hard one. Like I love them both. Like that yes. bad boy era of one twelve, Slim singing on a hook. Like listen, I'm sold. Like I love them both. But Jagged Edge is probably just like I think like the song choices were. They had like more like bangers to me. Yeah. To me. But I don't know. Like, like it was a great battle. I. I would have enjoyed it more if I could fucking hear. And that's I all I like have on that. Cupid was the big joker in the in the whole battle, and that was that was the, had the timeline ready to fight. It was Cupid versus Walked Out of Heaven. Cupid, easy. <laughs> How many Cupid to Walked Out of Heaven? Cupid. Like, what are y'all doing? Walked Out of Heaven is a great song. Like that is a, a like, like that song. anytime in high school when your boyfriend did something and y'all was not y'all was beefing hard and he sent you Walked Out of Heaven. I don't like Walked Come Out of on. Heaven. I, I don't like that. I song. love that song. I like. Um, I love that song. What's it like? Like what's it like to be in love? I like that song. Right I now. love what's it like. That's a good one. That is a good. I one. gotta be is when I wanted to just throw myself on the floor. I was emotional. I feel like they came out. The <laughs> like I was. I was already drinking. swinging. Right. I was already drinking, and they played like I gotta be goodbye. I'm like, what the fuck are y'all Girl, doing? They like, came. They came out the gate with he can't love you. Girl, Girl what? Wait, Wait hold on. Wait a second. Ease into it, please. Y'all need to play some album cuts. <laughs> something like. <laughs> It was back to back. They could, and they played Promise number seven. Like they were not playing around. So this is probably their like fourth song. They mm-hmm. coming out with Promise. Like, wait. Promise is so slow good. down. Yeah. Promise is such a great song. But then 112, it's over now. Is let me tell you something. If you know, you know. I have oh a connection gosh. with that song. They had yeah, they came out the gate. They came out with um But um, after that, my friends were like, come on, let's play some, you know, let's have our own little concert or whatever. Because I was at my friend Tasha's house and she was like, Mm -hmm. "Um, come on, uh, play some 112 on the YouTube. So I played the Peaches and Cream video. And you know what? That is, it made me kind of sad. So I'm like, we're not, we're never going to have this again. Like we are not going to ever. This is not happening. But that seamless transition from the Peaches and Cream into Dance With Me and them niggas slid on the screen. It was dancing. I'm like. This is beautiful. Like we're never I gonna think, have this anymore. I, I'm telling. I was. I was tweeting. I think that's what the boy tried to recreate. And um, I think I was like, what, sixth, seventh grade, something like that. Maybe sixth grade. Mm-hmm. We had a talent show, and old boy thought he was gonna do peaches and cream and slide on the stage. He got to the first verse, and they cut that music and said, "Come on, go ahead and log <laughs> off for me." <laughs> he did not make it past the first verse. 
Oh my god! Of peaches and cream. That and they was and like, cream uh-uh. video is girl. Oh I see god. what he had in mind, but no, they said no, no sir, not today, not during school hours. You won't. Nope. Come on. And then they 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 trans they they switch back to dance with me. Oh my god! It's so good. Yep. It's so good. It's just so good. But why did why did um why did Jagged Edge play Don't Mess With My Man and I went up like <laughs> wait that's not that is my- I didn't because when I tell you I did not expect that song to be played like wait a second so y'all just coming out with the vibes like that is my song though that is a classic song shout out to Nivea too because she has a lot of like classics that are not like mainstream but like if you play them at any party everybody's going up I'm telling you i'm having a 2000s party it's happening it is happening it's happening it has to but yeah i this already probably- i already got the playlist in mind i already know what i want to play what i want to hear i trust you wholeheartedly with the playlist i will say these are a lot of songs on here that it's like our era like we were probably like you know pre-teens a little bit outside ish not really but, but now it's our like era of music. Can you imagine yeah. like hearing anywhere in a party? And it's like at the end, you done had some drinks. You trying Girl. to make a phone call. <laughs> Girl, no. Pregnancy. I saw Ashley, your cousin. She was like, um, shout out to my roomie, Ashley. She was like, this got to be ready to make a phone call. I said, sis, don't even do it. Don't. don't do, I, do no, it. seriously. Do not make a those phone first, call. Like, those first like four songs that they had played, I was like, "Wait, this is dangerous." Okay, and you see, you need to slow down. I was sitting on the couch again, drunk. I'm like, "Hold on a minute, girl. They need to dial it back. Like this, this life came at me fast just now. It's almost for the best that we couldn't hear everything because had we really been had the bass had and the, the songs booming, booming from the, girl, no, no, it would have been bad. It would have been all bad. Uh, but I do. I want to harp on you know your tweet when you said bring romance back can we talk about it because i was ready to wrap this up but you know what now that we're here (laughs) now that we are here how you feel i feel cheated why i think that's that's the right word because where is the feels like i feel like our generation like does not have any of the feels like it even started off like not even just now maybe like around 20 13 14 well first of all we, I, we really did get cheated because by the time we were 18 and up which would have been like what 2009 we got stuck with that whole edm era there was no real like r&b artists putting out r&b music okay. up until like 2014 right okay. and then after that the r&b that came out was very much like uh what these like what i think these girls ain't loyal was like the number one song hoes ain't loyal and yeah, it was just like, okay, is, I don't know what that's supposed to do. So then it wasn't until like maybe 2016, maybe 17, 18-ish that we started to get a lot of more like the alternative R&B artists, maybe seven, 16, 17. And then that's just still not the exact feeling that we're looking for. Like we want harmonies, boy groups, man groups singing their heart out for adults. You know what I mean? Like we don't have that. Not for real. What I I feel, and I literally posted this a while ago. I said that I feel robbed because I just, I was sure that when I got grown, niggas would be begging for my love, wearing oversized clothing. And it, it, it hasn't happened. I just don't. I really feel like the music is a reflection of these niggas behavior. Like I really do. Like 
the same way that or maybe the 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 music is a ref, I don't know either the music is reflecting what's going on or these niggas are reflecting the music they don't feel like they need to like you know give us any type of romance but I don't feel like when was the last time somebody just randomly like laid out all the cheesy romantic put on red put on you know what I mean like right. what did what did um what's his name say put on that red dress like where, where is Johnny that Hill, yeah where's Johnny Gill we don't get that we don't get that at all. Like we don't get that quintessential classic borderline cheesy romantic vibes. Like we do not get that. I just want to be romanced. Like I be I mean, what's the problem? Like I don't I don't understand. Like I hate it here. I really do. And then they wonder why. Like why? Well, how come you don't or you don't want to? Or why? where's the romance here? Turn like y'all y'all niggas are Stop listening in the future. Listen. Y'all niggas are borderline homies. Like y'all the homie. Yeah. And maybe some for some people there's sex involved. But y'all really y'all give no romantic. That's my man. Well, some people probably do, but speaking from my own experience, y'all just don't have the energy. Like women want to be romance. We want to be swept off our feet. We want to Sometimes feel some they'll type tap of their toe rom- in it. Like they'll get some flowers or something like that. But child, please. Yeah, that's and honestly that's the most I'll see I'll see like a nice date night or something like that but I have I will say I see some people like do like trips surprise this and like I love to see stuff like that like a lot of times people will see it on the timeline and be like oh my god it's corny head ass I like love I love love I, I love like to see corny. romance I, I like to see it I love to see romance I love to see people cheesing from ear to ear because somebody did something sweet and thoughtful for them like that's the energy I like to have around like don't I, I don't want to see the baby daddy thread my boyfriend cheated on me with my sister I don't I don't want to see that shit all the fucking time right. i want to see we some happy that. in love couples like that's what i want to see i want to see love i want to see romance i want to see girl look what he did oh my god i can't believe this a girl this is my man i want to feel that i want that energy around me and it's, it's it's far and few between and i'm sick of it yeah that's pretty much it um now when we talk about trips and surprise well i don't know if this was a surprise but vacations um we can kind of touch on this last episode of insecure yes um, perfect transition with molly and andrew the the episode was centered around molly and andrew going on a romantic vacation um where were they mexico mm-hmm. they went to mexico and you know i was not at all excited to have a molly only episode because she is getting on my nerves yeah um, She's on my shit list right now yeah. after a little stunt at the um at the block party. Yeah. Now, what I, I will say, I enjoyed this a lot more than I thought I would. Yes. Um, you know, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Um, so basically, the climactic point of the episode was, you know, Molly um, going off on Andrew's brother um, about like a race baiting mm-hmm. comment that he made, which I didn't appreciate. But yeah, but leading up to that, um, another thing, you know. In the beginning of the episode, the last episode, it kind of left off. Issa was going in to get some Ethiopian food and she saw Molly in there. Um, and, you know, she decided to not go and she decided to turn around. So this episode picked up, you know, from Molly's point of view, her seeing Issa get out of the car and her poising herself to have her holier than thou moment. Um, but, mm. you know, much to her surprise, Issa turned around and ran in. And so I didn't like the attitude Molly took. You know, she was basically. I just, I just don't like the fact that Molly thinks that she's 100% right in the episode. She's like kind of dogging Issa. Like, why are you doing that? Like, girl, when she said, um, she was explaining to Andrew the encounter, she was like, I saw Issa and girl, she, and she was like, and she, um, turned around and ran away. Like for me, like I was a job, Molly, 
baby girl, right, <laughs> listen, sis. That's one thing you do uh-uh. not do. You're not finna sell me out. No, 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 ma'am. I, listen, w- watch those words. Like, what? Like, I, I just, I didn't understand it. But, um. No. She's out of line. She's completely out of line. I do, I do appreciate, um, you know, Andrew's ability to kind of meet Molly where she's at and be like, okay, well, okay. <laughs> and then, you know, you don't need to let I shit like fester. Andrew. Yeah. Now, um. Uh, another point in the episode was Andrew, he called, well, Nathan called Andrew and was like, hey, I can't get into the house. Um, can you help me? And um, I guess Andrew was on FaceTime with Nathan, which is his roommate. And I guess Molly overheard Issa in the background, you know, being at Nathan's house. And, you know, Molly got on her judgy high horse and was like, mm-hmm. she's a, mm-hmm. and then Andrew was like, okay but the reason why nathan goes to this he had some mental health shit going on and they may have talked it out and molly was he was like did you know that and molly was like no and andrew was like okay then so right (laughs) i just feel like somebody somebody else made a point too and it was kind of like well um isa would have known that um nathan was going through some mental health issues had molly let him inside when he popped up on her birthday and it's just like goes to show like molly just have this like the savior complex where she just thinks that she needs to make the decision and every decision that she makes is going to be the right decision and it's like no ma'am yeah that's not true like it might be right for you and, you know, but it may not be what I want to do in that moment. And she just has to come to terms that she don't know every fucking thing and she can't control everything. And she's just not always right. Girl. But you know what I will say? I'm so happy that she called her therapist. Oh, yes. On the beach. Was and was like, you know what? Yeah. It is very troubling, um, you know, to see, you know, people actually like caping for her, like caping for Molly. Like, oh, she was right for the argument that I'm seeing, you know, when the, with the whole Molly turning Andrew, I'm um, turning Nathan away thing is like, okay, but you dragged me into this. Like you had me, like you tricked me into sneaking into his house. Like you, you know, you did like it, you basically called on me for help with that. So why can't I turn him away from your birthday party? Um, are y'all friends or not? I think it goes back to that thing you were saying about like friends keeping score. Yeah. Like, listen look at every situation like you of course you have to look at patterns and things that have happened before but like I feel like those are two separate situations like in that moment you were asking me to help you do something did I 100% agree no do I support you and was it you know harmful no so I went along with it you know what I mean but in the situation of saying well you know now that's why now I'm gonna tell him not to come how, how does that relate yeah no if I, any one of my friends, if they would have been beefing with whoever they're dating at the time and the person shows up on their birthday with flowers and saying, I want to speak, I'm, where would I fit in to be the person to be like, no, go? No, I'm going to tell my friend, hey, he's here. Now, do you want me to let him in or do you want me to tell him to go? Yeah, like you let me know. That's like, their decision. That's their decision. That's not my decision to say you can't talk. To, like, that's not for me to do. You're already here. So that's, I, who am I to stand in the way of somebody else's like, you know, life? Like, that's all when people be like, um, you know, like things are supposed to work out and stuff like that. It's like, well, stop standing in the way of shit, of people's karma, of people's, you know, life spanning, going like move your ass out the fucking way. Right. Cause y'all you know? don't know. Yeah. So basically, you know, I don't know, just people have been, people really have been caping for Molly. People think that like she's justified in the way that, you know, she thinks and like the, the things that she does and, child people don't think that she's wrong at all like in any regard no like because they like i don't know like i would hate to be friends with a person who thinks that way like i would hate to be friends with somebody who's like well bitch your life is a mess and that shit is draining on me too like i would hate to be friends with somebody who thought that Mm -hmm. like 
because everybody has their day. Everybody's life is ups and downs. Okay. So while today you are perfect, Patty, tomorrow you may not be. That's so haunting. I would. I don't about, like if a friend thought that like my life is like so fucked up and it's like it's draining on them. Like I don't. I would hate to be a burden to anybody. Like girl, just somebody I trust and call that my friend. That speaks more on the person. That speaks. And, and even if it, somebody is a friend where like they require a lot more of you than you have to give, that's a conversation. Yeah. I don't feel like I'm the person that can help you with this. I, I've tried and I don't think I think that you may need more support. But that's how a friend has a conversation. Like, yeah, like right. But people are like, Child. oh well, we're all adults and da 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 da. It's like, okay, but still, like Child, if you I think that's projection cheating ass I feel- back ten times and you keep crying to me, who would I be to be like, Bitch, you stupid? Like <laughs> first of all, there are friends that are like that. But as soon as I'm going I feel like it, it's like, oh, I'm too much. And, you know, it's just, it's not it's your sanity is being compromised. Like, girl, fuck you. It might be um, it might be also like the way you are nurtured and that that's just how you nurture your relationships and your friendships as well. Oh, well, yeah. You know, so I feel like that may play a big part into it. And re- I don't know about Molly. This might be off of Molly. But in real life, I feel like that's how people tend to, like, treat their relationships. Like, they're just doing what they were taught. So that's why I always, like, I don't like to go in too hard on anybody because we're all just doing what we can with what we have. And everybody's like, I don't think a lot of people really mean harm or they don't even know how much harm they're doing to someone else when they do or say certain things. Yeah. Child... It's a lot. Yeah. Well, thoughts and prayers. I don't know. But yeah. We'll see. Um what I will say episode, is uh Issa and what's his face? They look like they're gonna reconnect, which I'm not happy about. And I hate it. Go away. I, like I what, go away. Is it Venus retrograde in the episode two? Like I just don't get it. Like for what? Why? Why are we here? I do definitely for what? I, I don't understand. Want, I want the Issa and Lawrence thing to die. Like I don't want them to be together anymore. It's done. It's played. It's been four seasons. We're good off of Lawrence. We don't even like him. Like we don't want to see Issa with him. She's transitioned out of that part of her life she's gone through so much that's transformed her into a different person she's stronger now and she needs to find something new like something that feeds her not something that she'll you know what i want her to be with nathan i don't i don't like nathan either i do i like nathan i like nathan and a lot of people like nathan but he just he doesn't do it for me i'll tell you who i like a lot though andrew won me over this episode i need to have some andrew appreciation yes the thing that really got me about Andrew is that on the plane Molly says to him you know I'm really tired could we just skip you know all the things in the afternoon activities we could just do a late dinner and he was like well you know I'll bring it up to him but I really don't want to like step on his toes he's planned a lot but we'll see how it goes and she's kind of like okay and literally when they land the brother goes through his whole itinerary and he like without throwing Molly under the bus without like you know acting like he forgot he was like it's also been a really long flight for us so if we could just skip right to dinner tonight that might be better for us like a man Mm -hmm. a man like I like that moment to me spoke volumes of like Andrew's character like I loved that that he like he advocated for Molly without like making her seem like she's the problem or it's because she's just you know it's it's Molly really it's not really me you know I'm down like Mm -hmm. he really just like was clear concise to the point it was just like don't worry I got you and he said it on the plane 16 hours later however long the flight was he still kept his word and when he landed he was like we'd actually we would rather do this if that's cool yeah listen I mean Andrew is a man a lot of people and one of my friends actually made a really good point on Twitter she was saying like you know she wants to reject the idea that you know Molly doesn't deserve Andrew just because of her character or whatever but she was just like you know 
as a black woman, you know, she thinks Molly's trying her personal best. And, you know, we still I agree. deserve to be loved throughout our bullshit. Um, you know, we, we're still worthy of Everybody love. Everybody does. Yeah, we're still worthy of love. Everybody. Bullshit. So it, it gave me a different perspective. And even though, like, I'm not a fan of Molly, I'm like, you know what? She still does deserve this type. You know, we all do. You know, there have been mm-hmm. times when I've been, you know, completely difficult and stupid. And I may have needed to make a call to my therapist and did it. But, you know, at that time, if I had a partner who was, you know, one like patient and nurturing right. and yeah one like Andrew who was patient and nurturing that doesn't mean that I don't deserve it because I've been I may have been a terrible person to people that you know care about me you know so it, it gave me a different perspective so hopefully that'll give y'all a different amen too. So that's it we said I'm out on episode but let me tell y'all something I, I'm ready to be in love oh, yeah. <laughs> I am really? I'm ready this is different. I'm ready to like something I'm ready I'm ready for someone to behave so and you, just act right. How how do, how are you going to go about that? How is this going to happen? It really may just be the episode because Molly had the vacation of my fucking dreams on this episode. I have to say really quick, like perfect from top location, resort, activities, partner, per- everything. Five stars. You know what I mean? Like perfect vacation. And with that coupled with the Jagged Edge 112 battle, like... Oh, girl, on. you're and then the Venus in retrograde. You're in your feelings. Oh, yeah, it's me. I, 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 trust me, next week I should be fine. Yeah. But as of right now, I'm like, I want fine. some fucking romance. If somebody's not outside my fucking window with a boombox by 8 p.m., count your days okay I'm gonna, it's done i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna give it some time if if this continues then maybe we can entertain the idea of a dating show again but all right julia you know what i'm gonna end this up <laughs> what a dating show i still think it's where's the romance idea. you could How? find true love on the dating show yeah i will pick good people i don't believe you all right i, I don't believe i don't believe that you would pick bad people I just don't believe that the good person you pick is going to be for me. I'll, I will enlist help. Like, I'll ask Mel or something. And first of all, if you already know these good people, you can send them my way. You're right. I could. But I don't. We don't, we don't need, oh, to, but- we don't need, to, we don't need to, to record and um, stream this. Hmm, okay. So maybe that, that'll give me something to think about. No, but also, I don't want it to be... Um, I, also, I don't want to drag anybody into my, like momentary moment of wanting someone That's what I'm saying. Let's just give for it next time week. yeah because next week i might completely be in a different state of mind Let's so time. we're just gonna leave it at that yes but yeah, that's uh, all we have for episode 104. It's a little bit of a long one, and we hope you all enjoy it. We left you all with a lot today. Um, amen. Follow us on Twitter at underscore backtalk pod. Follow us on Instagram at backtalk. Excuse me, podcast. Our website is backtalkpodcast.com, and our email address is backtalk the podcast at gmail.com if that is all we will see you all next week bye bye